0: the girl, girl crush the podcast. podcast some theme music we're obsessed with jennifer aniston pretty good plot what about her hair they are very messed up so there's
1: actually a pretty big spread this is iconic jen it's perfection i love the thing.
0: jen was definitely the best oh yeah it just has it all it's so good it's hilarious great jen hair and outfits this was
1: super entertaining it's true Hello, and welcome to the Girl Crush podcast, where we watch and rank all of our favorite celebrities' movies. This season, we're fangirling for Jennifer Aniston. Please be sure to rate and review, and if you want to play along with us or give us your own thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram by following girlcrush underscore pod. You can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. All right, we're going to get started with today's episode. And I feel like we should preface it with the fact that we recorded our first episode in person together, but today we are virtually recording this. I'm in Denver, Anne. Anne is in Denver. Allie is... <laughs> and I'm in
0: Chicago. <laughs> and we have a, an extreme setup for how we're trying to. Yeah, <laughs> we're rigged. We're rigged here. So we're currently FaceTiming. So I'm watching Anne and... Kale helped me get set up, so I have a microphone here. I have my computer with our notes in front of us. I'm FaceTiming Anne, and I'm listening via headphones so I can hear our conversation without affecting the recording.
1: Yep. and But Ann, you have to tell everybody where you are. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, 1,003 miles away from Allie and Kale, and oh. I'm laying on my closet floor with my computer, with my notes, <laughs> my iPad with my... Super cool, like, microphone plugged into it, and then FaceTiming Allie with my headphones.
0: In. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's I love it, it's great. And I feel like dedication we, we've already invested. You want a yeah. microphone, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we should also say,
1: um, Kale is Allie's husband, and he is our yes. like sound engineer slash producer, which is awesome. So that's who yes. Kale is.
0: <laughs> Thank you,
1: <laughs> you're welcome.
0: Uh, Okay, so let's get started. So for today's episode, we're, we're talking about She's the One, which was released in 1996. So on the earlier side of Jen's career, um, Jen plays a character named Renee, and you can watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. You can rent it there. And really, I won't get a ton into the summary now. It's pretty much a super tangled web love triangle of a movie. Um, John Mahoney from Frasier is the dad. And... Pretty much, we'll, we'll get more into it, so if you haven't seen it yet, now's the time to pause and go watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest of the podcast, because from here on out, there will be spoilers.
1: Sweet. Or don't watch it and just listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we'll go ahead and get started. So as a reminder, we rank on several different categories. We rank on plot, we rank on character, Jen's acting and her hair, and then uh, a pretty, like, standard ranking of would would we watch it again, uh, which all contributes to the overall score. We'll start with plot, and that is ranked on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, we gave this an overall plot ranking of 8.5, which I know we gave the last movie that we reviewed an 8.5 on plot, and we said that was super rare. <laughs> I mean, like, it is, but, like, this was a— I thought this was a pretty good plot. Like, It was. Um, Right. So this is centered around two brothers and their love lives. So I wouldn't say that Jen is the lead character here. She's more of a supporting character, but she's still kind of like one of the leading women. Right. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Um, And then like it is a tangled love triangle. And uh, because of that, I think the introduction of characters is important and also very confusing. So there's like two brothers that the movies uh, centered around. Brother one is Mickey. Mickey's a cab driver. I think he feels like he's like not super accomplished. He's kind of had like a troubled past in some ways. And then brother 2 is Francis, who is a douchebag. <laughs> he is Jen's husband. And Bleah. yeah, he's like horrible the whole whole movie. He instantly he's re- the worst. he like instantly reminds you not to make this political, but of one of Trump's sons. Like I feel like Mike McGlone's character, Francis, in this movie was, like, a fashion icon inspiration for the Trump sons. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, Mickey the cab driver, like, went a little nuts in the past because his ex-fiancee cheated on him three years ago and he kind of caught her in the act. And it feels like this plot. I feel like one of the reasons this plot is ranked well is because it's not boring. Like it accelerates super fast. So like within the first fifteen minutes of the movie, Mickey, this cab driver, meets a random woman in his cab and marries her within twenty four hours. Her name is Hope, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And then yeah, that is outrageous outrageous and then also within 20 minutes you find out that jen's douchebag husband is cheating on
0: her so it's horrible the opening scene is her husband turning her down for sex yes it and it's like i think uh, i mean we'll get to her acting and her character i think
1: she's like kind of funny with how she handles the whole situation and like Mm -hmm. whatever but it's also absurd um (laughs) uh So, anyway, her husband, Jen's husband in the movie, his mistress calls him at work, or he calls her at work, I don't know, and Cameron Diaz's face pops up on the screen, so she's, like, kind of the other leading lady in this uh, movie, and I was just, like,
0: shocked, (laughs) I
1: think, that she was even in the movie. I mean, you know, because, obviously, you see her on the, uh, what is that called, the uh, cover,
0: or whatever the preview is it
1: called a cover is it called a cover I if you know. watch it virtually <laughs> you the do see her there. on Amazon <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah like I'm just like floored that she is the, the mistress of sorts and then like yeah. I feel like a weird plot point like scattered throughout is that Cameron Diaz is like weirdly dating or seeing a sugar daddy has kind of like a weird past with that right mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Um so, <laughs> so then like you get to the point where Cameron Diaz and her character's name is Heather gets into Mickey, the cab driver's cab, and you realize that they were the ones who were dating in the past and she was the ex-fiance who cheated on him, which is kind of shocking because they were total opposites, right?
0: Yes, complete opposites. And you just you just were hearing Heather interacting with Francis. And then all of a sudden this like bomb drops about who she is. And then you hate Francis even more.
1: Right, right, right. So like, so then I feel like, um, kind of a turning point in the movie is that, um, Mickey and Heather engage in a trade because Mickey left his TV with Heather when they broke up. Um, so he goes up back up to her apartment when he's driving her home in his cab, gets the TV, and then she demands that he gives back this watch that he gave her. Um, and she like kind of offhand mentions at that point that she's seeing she sees his brother occasionally. I don't think, she, I don't think Mickey knows to what extent. But that, wa- mm-hmm. that the watch itself is kind of like what unravels everything, right? Because Francis shows up wearing it, and Mickey's like, "That's my watch." And then Francis kind of admits to everything. Um) mm-hmm. Which is, which is nuts. And in the meantime, Francis, like, admits to Jen, he's in love with someone else, he's been cheating on her, like, all this terrible stuff. And Jen just, like, kind of, kind of leaves him. Uh, And in the end, like, Francis proposes to Heather before he's even divorced from Jen. She doesn't even seem really excited about it. uh, But all ends well because he uh,
0: ends up alone, as he should. Yeah, she goes, (laughs) she goes. Uh, is it okay if I think about it? Right. Yeah, that's what. Every- Which is the dumbest <laughs> answer to "Will you marry me"? <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Like, I think that's worse than no.
1: <laughs> what every man wants to hear. Let me get back to you in two business days. Um, I feel like a couple other points in the plot is that, uh, for for me personally, it's funny because Jen's dad in the movie, um, so. Uh, Francis and Mickey's dad is played by the guy from Frasier, John Mahoney, but Jen's dad is played by uh, the guy who was Phil Leotardo in The Sopranos. Which I don't think you've watched The Sopranos, but he's I haven't. Not, he's not a nice guy in The Sopranos, and so like I could not like her dad the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, that's that's like an enemy you in The Sopranos. It. <laughs> I couldn't. He's like forever that character to me, and I guess the other like. Funny point of the plot is that uh, Mickey and Francis's dad thinks that his wife is going to church every day to, like, pray for their family and her sons. But she's actually cheating on their dad with the guy at the hardware store. So this is just, like, a whole movie of infidelity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. And it's slightly hilarious, too, because when Francis is ignoring Jen, first of all, another another thing their parents know way too much about their relationships. So everybody knows that Francis and Jen like are not really having a strong sex life right now, which I think is way too much information for everyone to know. But because of that, everyone starts to think that Francis might be gay uh, because if you're turning down Jennifer Aniston, then you know, that might be a safe (laughs) assumption. But I love, (laughs) I love when he's telling her that he's in love with someone else. Like he, He's kind of picking a fight with her, trying to, I think he's trying to get her to say he, that she wants to get divorced. But eventually he says that he's in love with someone else and that he wants a divorce. And Jen's reaction, she like sighs and she's like, oh, who is he? Right. She's like so committed.
1: Like everyone believes it's true. Yeah, that was, that was perfect. <laughs> oh, so funny. oh, Yeah. Yeah, I thought the plot was really good. I mean, like, there's so much anticipation. Like, you're Mm -hmm. wondering when people are going to find out what. Um, There were for sure some things I did not like about the plot, too. Uh, First and foremost, that uh, (laughs) Trump Jr. Mike McLone is, like, a huge douchebag to Jen's character and to everybody. Like, he's just not good. Um, I thought the actress who played Mickey's quote-unquote new wife, Hope, Was just not good. Like, her acting is not good.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. Also, I just don't like her either.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The fact that they got married at somebody else's wedding is so trashy to me. I just, like, it's horrifying. After
0: they knew each other for
1: 24 hours, I'm like, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's that part is too over the top for me i found it like too i know movies are not supposed to be realistic but it was so unrealistic i was actually super distracted by it because every time they kind of fought in the movie or they learned something new about each other i was like well of course you didn't know that you've only known each other for 24 hours and you're married so they come home from this trip and now he's like lives in her apartment that he's never seen before and it's not very nice and like all of a sudden she's like i might move to paris next month Right, and he's like they're they're shocked that they don't know things about each other or that they're having these issues. So I think that's kind of stupid. Yeah, the but it makes for an entertaining plot. I yeah,
1: guess. that relationship was like way less interesting to me, even though like I felt like Jen and her character were not in the movie as much as I think they could have been. Um, just like yeah. considering everything, and also this plot. It's kind of sad because Cameron Diaz is just a hoe. Like she's just like <laughs> she's not a good person, like no. Um she's kind of a villain in this movie, which is always disappointing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, plot gets an 8.5 out of uh 10. I have one more thing to say about the plot. Okay. Um okay, so we just need to talk about really quickly how Frances is comparing Cameron Diaz and Jennifer Aniston. And he equates Cameron Diaz to a Porsche and Jennifer Aniston to a Buick. And I found that super offensive. That is incredibly offensive. Yeah. Yeah. How is she a Buick? (laughs) Right. Exactly. She's like, she should be the dream car. If anything, Cameron Diaz
1: can be a Porsche and Jennifer Aniston is like a Jaguar.
0: Oh, I like that. You know,
1: that's more fair. That's good. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: More fair. (laughs) Um,
0: I also want to preface that by saying I don't know anything about cars, but I know what they're trying to insinuate.
1: (laughs) 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 You know the general shape of the car and what they're saying. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, plot 8.5 out of 10. Very entertaining, if not confusing plot. Um, so next up is character. So this is the character that Jen plays. We're kind of like judging the character as their own person in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for this character of Renee, we gave a 7.5 out of 10. Um, so the things I liked about her character was that she, she does seem like pretty brutally honest with Francis. And she also, like, once things, I guess, really start going downhill, in the movie at least, she, like, stands up for herself, doesn't take him back, and she's really, mm-hmm. like, kind to other people. So I feel like those are, like, the positives to her character.
0: Yeah, I felt the same way. I I just liked her character being, like you said, strong and not giving in. And even when, like, she was going through these troubles with her husband, I don't know, it was kind of nice to see that she was trying to work on it and figure out what was wrong, and she didn't just, like, immediately, you know, kind of curl up into a ball and think something was wrong with her or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, like, what I don't like is I feel like that contradicts the fact that she's with him in the first place. Like,
0: Yeah, right. true. Yeah, like, how did they ever get together?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I have trouble imagining her character and his character actually falling in love because he's so terrible
0: (laughs) that's true i think we have to assume that he wasn't always this terrible but they don't show us that at all that's the only way i could imagine them ever getting together yeah
1: and i guess with that like we don't have a whole lot of background on her character like you you meet her family her parents and her sister but like that's kind of it like i don't even Mm -hmm. think we ever learned what her job is it's hilarious like she doesn't have a long island accent like the rest of her family so i'm like what what happened to you like did you go to boarding school like you just had a speech therapist like how did you how do you not have the accent the rest of your family has
0: (laughs) could she just not do it that's possible (laughs) that's possible possible. she doesn't really do accents it's okay we still it's okay we still want jennifer aniston she's right an accent (laughs) Well, she does do some Southern accents. We'll get to those. That uh, is true. That's true. Yeah. So moving on to acting. So acting, we rated her acting here a 6 out of 10. So this is a lower um, on the scale than some of the movies that we've watched. I would say it's on the lower end. Um, but I will say out of the three leading women in the movie, Jen was definitely the best. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the um, other girl was not good. Not good, no.
1: No, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, Jen, like, she did display a lot of, like, emotion. I don't think she was quite in as many scenes as maybe she could have or should have been. Um, mm-hmm. But there was a couple things, like, I really think she didn't do as strongly as she does in some other movies. And, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe it was one of, like, the most standouts was, like, maybe it's how the character was written but I really would have expected her to have a way stronger reaction when her husband tells her he's in love with someone else and wants a divorce. Like, it seems like she's been, like, trying to make it work. is like, going to all these extra lengths, like, going out and buying lingerie and, like, like, asking people their opinions on their relationship. So, like, and then he, like, admits to loving someone else and wanting a divorce and she just, like, sighs and assumes he's gay. Like, that was kind of, like, <laughs> the end of the scene. <laughs> like, I'm, like, maybe right, she right, was just...
0: That's
1: true. Maybe she was just like relieved at that point that it was like over, but it wasn't but super
0: believable. Mm-hmm.
1: It, yeah, exactly. Like, there really weren't any tears or like hitting, or I don't know. I guess I'm not endorsing domestic violence, but like, <laughs> <I feel> like
0: <laughs> she should have had like a stronger reaction, right? I don't know. Right, right. It felt, it felt off. <laughs> I totally agree. I think some of her acting in this one and maybe it's just cause it's a little bit earlier on in her career. I feel like it was, it wasn't bad, but it seemed a little bit elementary. Like you could, I, in some movies when I watch her, you don't think about the fact that she's acting and that she's playing a different character. And in this one, it, I was like kind of thinking about it. I found myself noticing like, Oh, she's acting. So I don't know. I just didn't think it was as impressive as some other movies. And like I said, maybe that's just because it was earlier on in her, in her career, or it could have to do with the fact, like the way the character was written. But again, I, I do think she's better than the other, than the others in the film.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I found it in some scenes like I, I felt like I was watching Rachel Green from Friends, which again, Mm -hmm. not a bad thing. I love Friends, um... But it, it does feel like usually her acting is like well distanced from her friend's character. And again, this was nineteen ninety six. So like not like this was let's say she probably filmed it in nineteen ninety five. So like this was maybe one or two years into Friends filming. So like she was pretty early in her career, but like there were some scenes where I was like, Oh, that was like a Rachel sigh or and maybe it's just being like super way too familiar with the show.
0: <laughs> um
1: but I don't feel like I've ever really noticed that in a lot of her other movies, like feeling like I'm yeah. watching a, a similar character.
0: No, I agree. I think it could have been the way she was using her voice too, like a couple of times when she was, I mean, I don't, I'm using the word whiny, even though obviously she had a reason to be whiny. But like when she gets that little bit of a whine in her voice, I felt like it was sort of similar to how Rachel would talk in, in Friends, like when she's annoyed or something like that.
1: Yeah, so the acting here a little bit lower than uh some movies, 6 out of 10. Uh but overall, she was still for sure the strongest woman female um character in the movie.
0: Yeah, definitely. Anything um, else about the acting?
1: Uh I guess like what <laughs> It's such a bonkers movie. Uh, like what were your <laughs> favorite like did you have a favorite scene watching it?
0: Like where your jaw dropped? Well, when my jaw-, jaw dropped the most is when, um, what's-her-name, Cameron Diaz, gets in Mickey's cab, and we realize that that's his ex-fiance. So that one's the most shocking oh, yeah. to me. I don't know if it's my favorite, but that's the one where I was like, <gasps> what? Right? Um, I Yeah, yeah. I feel like most of the scenes that stick out to me are, like, kind of moments that I'm like, what? <laughs> like, them getting married after twenty four hours, right? And... <laughs> yeah, just like lot, most memorable to me. Yeah, <laughs> a
1: lot of absurdity. I think yeah. like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, even though it's like a smaller moment, is that mm-hmm. uh, like towards the end, when Francis has ultimately been rejected by Cameron Diaz's character. Um, he calls Jen like trying to get her back, and he calls her and like apologizes and like you know the um kind of zoomed in on her and okay. she rejects him saying she like really can't take his highs and lows again and then she sits down to this guy um who you assume that Francis and Jen's sister were kind of like bad mouthing at the beginning of the movie like making fun of who was like this guy that they used to know many many years ago and uh, mm-hmm. she like kind of defended that guy at the beginning of the movie saying like he was always a nice guy and I think maybe she had like dated him at one point um, Yeah. Um so then it's just kind of funny like at the end that she went back to that guy, and, like, they end up kind of reconnecting. Um, yeah. And her yeah, that's sweet, kind of, like, finding him again. Yeah, it was kind of a sweet
0: moment. Yep, yep totally. Amidst the rest of the absurdity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about her hair? So her hair, I thought it was pretty good. She had a lot of different styles.
1: Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that there was a lot of Rachel Green vibes with this hair. Um, <laughs> Which maybe is what, like, made me think more about, like, the Friends character as far as, like, acting went. Um, Especially that, like, French twist. And maybe just, like, the fashion, too. Like, just reminded me so much of Friends. Uh, But I think we gave this hair. um, Exactly, yeah. But we gave this uh, hair a 1.5 out of 2 because it was pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And then for Would You Watch Again, we rated this a 5 out of 5 because we both said we'd watch it again. Yeah. yeah, I would. And we've watched it twice since we started this whole thing. <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> That's true. And, like, watching it again, I think we both, like, also re-realized how entertaining and, like, just kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of bonkers it is.
0: Yeah, it's super silly, but it's it's funny. Yeah. Okay, so to review... Um, our ratings for this, for this uh, movie for plot, we rated an 8.5 out of 10 character was a 7.5 out of 10 acting a six out of 10 hair, a 1.5 out of two. And would you watch again a five out of five?
1: Yep. So that's a total score of 28.5. And so this movie ranks at number 17 out of 38. So kind of right in the middle of the pack, Um, yeah, again, like, I think this was super entertaining. I feel like Jen should have been in more of it. She deserved to be in more of it. Um, totally. But overall, it's a pretty entertaining movie. Um, Cameron Diaz is in it, which is, you know, fun, um, as, as well as a couple other famous actors. So I think it's, it's very entertaining. And even after watching it again, we were both like, oh yeah, (laughs) this is
0: nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. It's not like the most high quality caliber of movie you're going to see, but definitely entertaining and worth the watch. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. Well, as always, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And you can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Rumor Has It. Thanks. Bye. Bye.